But anyway, um, tonight on the show, we want to continue the discussion we've been having for the past few weeks. We've been talking about the interests of boxers, mostly outside the ring. And last week, we spoke to Kolisani Ndongeni Nomeva, an active boxer, and he was highlighting some of the challenges that they they come across, including lack of transparency when it comes to contracts, uh, being ripped off basically by promoters, fighting for less than what was promised, not having life hover, um, medical aid, insurance, and all of that, even though he said he took it upon himself to have um, to have medical aid, for example. Uh, so, so tonight we've invited a promoter and a manager just to try and get a better understanding from their side about how things work. Because we've heard from the boxer side, we heard from a former boxer also uh, two 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 weeks ago when we spoke to the great uh, Dingan Tobela, and he was willing to step in and help. He's also in the, um, is is, a, is it a funeral parlor, but he's in that is in that industry, and he was saying that if they put their hands together, uh, their heads together, they can come up with solutions yet just to avoid. Um, boxers dying as paupers and all of that. Um, so for those who missed the show last week, we're going to play some clips of what Nomeva had to say and we'll then get a response from our guest. And it's not necessarily responding to Nomeva directly, so let's be clear, but we're just talking in general. He's been one of the few boxers brave enough to come and talk about these issues, even though he's not... Uh, affected by all of these issues has been able to look after his finances he's got his own gym like he told us last week he's got a couple of sponsors so he's better off than most of the boxers but he felt that it's important that he also uses his voice just to highlight some of the challenges faced by our boxers so so whoever we've brought on tonight is not necessarily responding to Nomeva directly like like i said but just about the general issues that have been raised and we also just want to get a better understanding on how things work and also find out what is fact and and what is fiction when it comes to this situation so um, you can send us your voice notes on 061-4104-107 you can also call us on 86 uh, 0000232 086-000-2032 and we're going to start by just playing a few uh, clips of what Nomeva had to say before we get into our conversation at SFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter Okay, let's play um, the first one. I think this is when he talks about the contracts that they sign. Maybe if you're overseas and then and then you find that maybe the promoter has entered into a contract that says you're going to get paid in dollars. But when you get that contract as a boxer, it's a totally different case. Mm. You know, so uh, boxers are really, really not taking uh, serious. And also they are not uh, what people look at them and think they are. Uh, boxers are not getting paid mm. for, for the first thing in JS Like I was while I was listening to Mr. Tingan when he was saying mm. that um they used to fight for monies like three hundred thousand dollars and mm. then they made sign they made here to sign three hundred thousand rands. And mm. it's very true, it's happening still, still happening today. now. Till today, yeah. Your Til promoter today signs a happening. contract in dollars, but when you sign it it's in rents. Till today it's happening. I know like I know it's happening. You know, and 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 someone, some someone, actually, it happened with Lutu. Lutu yeah. told us when he was on the show that there was an issue like that uh, when he was supposed to fight in the UK. He did tell us, yes. Yeah, Lutum is one of the guys that will tell you about and it funnily. He mm. once told the promoter to go to mm. to give a fight to his to his wife because he was not happy with the man. And talking about the money, then I did ask him maybe if he can give us an idea of how much boxers are fighting for in uh, this day and age. A South African boxer, that is a South African champion. Zimbin is in doubt as the ends are 100,000. Mm, for a title fight. For a title fight. South African, South African title. 
zimbini zindatwe zifuma na 100,000. Um, ubao ya challenge, you get 15,000. Plus minus 15,000. Challenging South African title. That is why you see boxers being cha champions for two years, three years, four years. But that person cannot even afford Oktengi Pela, Imoto, 20,000. Because mm. the, the minute to Fumana is 70,000, you're taking off 25%, you are left with 40 something thousand. You mm. are normal. And where does the 25% go to? To your manager and trainers. That's that's when I know I it's supposed mm. to be. Mm. So there are boxers that are, are still fighting for less than sixty thousand for titles, South African titles. Oh, yeah. oh, maybe sixty thousand rands. After taking twenty five percent, you are left with nothing. Yeah, and you must also take into account that some boxers fight once a year. You're lucky to get two or three fights a year. Some will fight once in uh, two years. So this money that they fight for, then they will have to spread it and make it work over the period where they are inactive. And these are some of the issues that were raised by Unomevo. We're gonna go. We're not gonna go through all of them, but we also wanna get a better understanding, maybe from a promoter's side and um, boxing promoter, Mister uh, Lebu, is on the line just to talk to us about uh, boxing and just about the promoters and also what is the role what is the role of uh, boxing promoters and do boxers understand what they get themselves into so Levo Mahoku is on the line uh, to talk to us he's a very respected promoter he's been on the show a few times here and he's been kind enough to join us uh, this evening good evening Bralebu thank you for joining us tonight on SAFM and the guy no we are fine thanks and you I know I'm very well. Thank you. Compliments of the new year. Thank you, sir. To you, to to you too. Yeah, and I I hope everything goes well with boxing this year. Yes, we hope so. We hope so. And and that's why we're just trying to get a better understanding on how yeah. things work. Start the year sure. on 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 that note. Firstly, yeah. Bralebu, um, do do you do you think boxers know about the business side of the sport? Are they aware of just besides them fighting? Are they aware what happens outside the ring? Yeah, you know, Tabiso, I, I, and that's why I always um, try to talk to boxers as much as I can about their rights and about investing in knowledge because you are called a professional boxer for a reason. It means that the day you graduate from being an amateur to being a professional, it means that you are now entering into a professional life of um you know uh, uh, you know a, a sport that you are in which means that just like you starting a new business you need to understand how the 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 financial systems work you need to understand how you know to have your your cash flow and all of those so with boxers is the same this is business for me i think that um any boxer who still will talk about uh, you know, promoters, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, signing, making them sign contracts that they are not uh, understanding. I think that those boxers should really uh, do a, an introspection to check whether they really, you know, when you call yourself a professional, are you really understanding that this is business? Because first of all, <clears throat> and that they see here, when you are a South African boxer, 
you are registered as a licensee to South African uh, uh, Boxing Association, BSA. Mm. That's where you are registered. You take a license with under BSA, which means it's upon you as a boxer to understand what the rule, the regulation says. It's upon you also to read and understand what the act says. For example, no boxer can leave South Africa to go and fight overseas without a clearance letter being issued uh, from South Africa, from from BSA. Mm. No one, including, I mean, it doesn't matter who. That's why the regulator is there. So what the regulator does, among others, you, uh, before uh, the regulator the regulator gives you a clearance, they must make sure that um, they have, uh, among other things that they will request from a promoter overseas, is a contract, which, which means that in that contract, a pass will be declared that this is the amount that uh, this boxer will be fighting for. So the basis of the, the clearance letter being issued, it's also acknowledgement that when the boxer goes overseas, he is going to be um, engaging in a work, in a work uh, because boxing is work. He's going to be working. So Boxing South Africa must check that uh, the boxer, um, there the, the is a contract in place. So they know that uh, when the boxer goes there, this is how much he's going to be uh, fighting for. So it starts here in, 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 in South Africa. But also, a boxer will not shoot, not uh, be in a position to sign a contract before, because um, they said clearance takes, before, for it to be given, it takes 21 days. Or so let me say notification is 21 days, you know? So meaning that a boxer who is training to go fight overseas has ample time to read his contract and understand it before he, uh, he signs it. And the mere fact that he's going to fight overseas, there's no overseas promoter who sends a contract uh, in rent. Mm -hmm. No one. They, they all uh, uh, email the contract in the US dollar, which is the currency that is uh, used worldwide. You know, so so a boxer cannot sign a contract in in rent if he's fighting uh, overseas. That's why I don't understand that. I would like I would have liked to see uh, evidence of that because for me it doesn't make sense. Because you, you you how will you get a clearance letter from BSA if you if if you sign a, a contract in South Africa? Because you are supposed to get a clearance uh, after after BSA satisfying themselves that. Uh, uh, the contract comes from a certain promoter uh, from a certain country, and this is the past money. It's one of the conditions. So now from where I'm sitting, that's where we're starting to say that boxers should acquaint themselves with, 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 with the rules because they are professionals. Uh, if we are promoters, it doesn't mean that we know better than them. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just means that one must invest a little bit of uh, his or her time to read and empower himself so that he can be able to to uh, to, to 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 
um, to, to, to stand firm on his or her rights. Uh, South, South Africa is a constitutional country whereby, you know, you, if your rights are being trampled upon, even before you, you go anywhere, uh, you know, you can just go to a lawyer and the lawyer verify your contract. And then when the, when your, when the lawyer, you know, has verified that this actually is a legitimate contract, then you can go there. And then fight overseas. You said, you said earlier on you've been having these conversations with boxers and you are trying to get them to invest in, uh, more in knowing about the business aspect of the sport, basically. Is there interest and what sense do you get when you speak to these boxers about this? The, 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 problem, we, the problem is that um, we, we normally have with, with the boxer is the desperation to, the desperation to just want to fight, you know? Before, before you actually see what are your rights, what are your rights. When you are good, you are good. No one can take that away. When you are good, you are good. That, that, that also means that you should be able to, 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 um, to, to represent yourself well in negotiation. It's no use spending 90% of your time uh, in training but 10% of your time is that of reading a contract. This thing, when you are a professional, you approach it holistically. You learn the business side of things as well as you learn, you know, your, 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 your train. Because it's a holistic business. Therefore, in that case, you will not uh, find yourself, um, uh, you know, being, being, um, being shortchanged in any case, uh, in, in any way. So for me... I have seen that the interest, uh, or let me say the desperation to get into the ring and the desperation to say, I'm just going to fight. I know, you know, overseas, everyone wants to fight overseas. It, it's what blindside people, most boxers, they just want to go and fight overseas. And then they, the nitty-gritties of checking your contract, the nitty-gritties of understanding what money you are, pay, you are signing to, to, to fight for. They then are overlooked. Then uh, later, then people, you know, uh, be, becomes victims of 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 of, um, of of promoters who are unscrupulous. In my entire career as a promoter, I've never um, asked any percentage from any boxer. But although I know that it is something. That is, um, you know, uh, in terms of the act is there. But I, I, I really always feel that, you know, these people do not have many opportunities. So if you take 15% or 25% of that test, it's, you know, it's, it's money needed. I've never done that. But, but the people who, that, who get 25%, 15%, they are justifiable to do that because this is business. So is the boxer no, who, who gets almost 75% knows that this is business. So he must get himself more acquainted than, 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 than the promoter because he's the one that gets in, in, in the ring. Mm. The promoter is not better than a boxer. I, 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 there's no special school where a promoter goes that a boxer cannot go. But then isn't that why then a boxer has a promoter or has a manager to take care of these of these affairs and make sure that they have their best interested hearts so that the boxer can just yeah. focus on on boxing. 
Can you hear me? Yes, I can. That did have you. Yes, I can hear you in that Mahuku. Okay, let's take a break. We're going to try and get him on a better line. Uh, 0614104107 is the number for voice notes if you want to weigh in on our conversation just about the challenges faced by boxers in and outside the ring and what the role of the promoter and the manager is. And and also, actually, Nomeva raised a point last week that the boxers are the bosses. Everybody else works for the boxers. So is is that fact or is it fiction? This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, we're still speaking to boxing promoter Mr. Lebu Mahugu. Dr. Mahugu, I was asking before the break that I, I, I hear you saying that boxers must invest more in knowing about, about what yeah. they're getting themselves into yeah. and the business side of it. But at the same time, then, isn't that the role of a promoter and the manager? Is that not why they have this support structure around them which can deal with these things and allows the boxer to focus on what they need to do, which is boxing? Yeah, and that is here. Um, I hope if I'm not, if I'm, I'm talking properly, uh, I don't know, I can go on and on sometimes, but you must stop me if you feel like I'm not, uh, I'm going, I'm just uh, going on and on uh, so that we can engage properly. Um, look, um, I'm saying again, you are called a professional for a reason. That's why you live, you become a professional. The word professional has to mean something to you. You, 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 you sign with a promoter for guidance in uh, business, business wise, meaning that the promoter should uh, be able to as in a promoter, promotional contract, it must be able to um, uh, get you opportunities, must be able to get you endorsements, must get you files, must negotiate your passes, your your pass. Ne? But at the end of the day, you are also an equal partner to the business. So if it's a if it's a tri, if it's a tripartite uh, um, agreement meaning there's a South African boxer, there's a South African uh, manager, there's overseas promoter, meaning that all three parties get involved into the, the, the actual deal of what pairs money is going to be, you know, so that the, 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 the boxer understands also. And if the boxer has a right to, um, to inquire, has a right to, um, uh, know what his uh, his rights are. Even if you have a manager, it does not mean that when you have a manager, you should just uh, be blindsided and not uh, you, uh, you know check things for yourself. The manager is not there to do that. You, if this is your business as well. You are the boss. You get into the ring. You fight. You you get punched. You get knocked. So. Why wouldn't you want to, to have a greater uh, impact in terms of your interest in your business, which actually pays you 75, 75%? Because you are actually a majority shareholder in that tripartite uh, agreement, which is a fight. Would so you, that's, what yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm, what I'm, all that I'm saying that MCA is that a, a boxer... We boxers should stop playing victims uh, sometimes. You have a manager, but you also have your own rights as a person, as a human being. 
that are guaranteed uh, in South Africa. So what I'm saying is that there is no a manager does not go to a specialized school to be a manager. You know, he understands the same rules that you can also understand. The, the promoter does not go to a special school. He, he reads the act, he reads the regulations. You too should do that. And, it, and do it, these promoters, and would you say these promoters and managers have the boxer's best interest at heart? I do. I, I do. I mean, uh, and I, I, I will talk for myself here, my brother, uh, with, with regard to my boxers. Mm. None, of my, none of my boxers will tell you that I've ever taken 25% or whatever, but I've invested a fortune in their development. I've invested a lot of money in developing them, accommodating them, giving them stipend, stipend every month when they are in the stipend in the form of a salary mm. just to sustain them every month when there are no fights. I have to do that with my boxers. But I am saying, I'm not saying that every promoter or every manager is able to do that, you know, and please don't get me wrong. Uh, if I do that, I do that out of my own uh, volition. And when boxers get their passes, I don't go after them saying, hey, you know what, uh, I gave you money on such and such a day, I want it back. No, I don't do that. So, but, but promoters and managers who do that, they have equal rights to claim from a boxer because that is rightfully what they are supposed to claim. So in terms of the boardroom and all of those things, I don't know how, each, um, how other promoters work, but... Um, I think in the association is something that we were also talking about to say let's try to be let's try to be uniform uniform let's try to have a uniform standard of doing things so that we don't end up you know having disparity among ourselves that this promoter is treating boxers like this that one is treating boxers like that you know so because there's no rule I do what I what pleases me in my in my in my promotion. Mm. The other prom, the other promoter does what pleases him in his promotion. So I cannot answer your question absolutely whether mm. they, they, they because there are some who are very good in in in, in uh, with their boxers. There are others really, 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 really who are who are questionable. And ultimately, and, and I guess are, it's a business. Yeah, it's a business, but uh, that's why my, my first point of departure that MC was the, 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 the boxers must, must know their rights. The boxers must know that first and foremost in South Africa, you are guaranteed by, by, by mm. a bill of rights, which is, which, is, which is enshrined in the constitution of this country. First okay. and foremost, before you become anything. So meaning that when you go to fight overseas, it's within your rights to say, okay, where is the contract? And this is what I deserve, basically. Okay. In that if, the, if, the, if the contract comes and says, this is the amount the, in dollars, what, what, what. Sure, I sign knowing that I'm signing for this. And if the contract is, is written in French, you must mm. ask for translation. If the, mm. if the pass will be in rent, then you have a right to ask. What is the conversion conver, conversion rate right. of rent dollar? How much is that promoter uh, paying? This? 
so that when I convert, I know actually it is this much. Okay, Ndatemahoku. Loud and clear there. Uh, thank you for just joining us here and just giving us, enlightening us and giving us insight into how things work in a boxing. And, and send our regards there to the birthday girl at home. I know that we took you out of a birthday party or birthday dinner, but we appreciate the time that you've given us tonight. No, anytime that you see a man. Let's call a level. Okay, thank you, uh, Lebo Mahoku, the boxing promoter. We do have a couple of voice notes, but we do have to let him go. We have another guest that will also join the conversation shortly, but let's hear what some of the voice notes have had to say. Some interesting comments made here by a promoter who basically says that boxers must stop playing victim. Those were his words, and they must take charge of their careers because they are professionals. Authorities within the boxing fraternity are making it very difficult uh, among boxers in as much as we outsiders love the sport and wanting to support it. But they make sure that they gatekeep and nobody else comes in to even assist. Kanjo. The first and foremost, Travis, I think the guy on the line is not telling the truth because most of these boxers are not educated and some of these promoters are the ones who are signing these deals for the boxers so some boxers will feel intimidated and end up not even reading the contract or some of them are not even given contracts to read they are just told to sign and then like what you know what you know never said last time we just go and fight for one million and then you come home and then you are given a ten thousand run so i think the promoters Anyone, even a trainer, must must be brought to book. Good evening to you, Brother Tabiso. Good evening to all the sports in any country, any given country in the world. It's the responsibility of government to promote those who excel in different categories of sport. Now, in South Africa, you wouldn't see that. Government is very reluctant to promote those who excel in sports. You see that there are many, many athletes who represent the country nationally on the world stage and who excel, but government doesn't give them a cent in their participation to keep our nation pride. What a disgrace. Thank you, Chapter 2. Good evening, Tabis. I mean, this is very sad because some of these boxers uh, it's very hard, it's impossible even for them to say no to any offer because of the poverty-stricken conditions that they're coming from. But my question to your guest is, I think Nomeva touched on this as well, promoters go to government to ask for funding and they get huge amounts. I mean, you're even looking at millions of times. They take a huge 80% and keep it to themselves and use only 20% of that government funding for the boxing tournament. Now, this is the reason, an obvious reason, why there's a huge outcry about the exploitation. And okay, thanks for those voice notes. Keep them coming. 0614104107. Colin Nathan joins us here in studio, actually. Um, he's a trainer. He's also a manager. And we just wanted to also get his thoughts on this uh, conversation. Um Colin, good evening and thanks for, for being here. Yeah, great to be on your show. How's it to be, sir? No, we're great. Diva. I mean, <laughs> you have you have two roles, that of a trainer and, and, and a ma- manager. Can you just clarify those roles? Just right. Well, firstly, I'm a manager through Boxing South Africa. 
okay. um, licensed as a manager. Um, start, I got into boxing. I mean, you know, my story's kind of well-known, I guess. Started as a kid mm-hmm. and then kind of just grew into it. Um, Lebo did touch on a, a valid point, you know, like w- when you register, there's no examination. There's You don't have to go to school for being a trainer or manager. Um, you don't have to have a university degree. So it's kind of, you know, like you, you, you're kind of thrown into this role or you want to be in this role. Need to be in this role. You, and you you need to have a good understanding of the sport, particularly the nuts and the bolts in the industry here in South Africa. Um, so yeah. And, and with regards to coaching, I started coaching when I was, I don't know, 10 years old, 12 years old. I bought my first permits when I was 16. So it's kind of, you know, it's like years and years and years mm. being, being in this industry. So what do you do as a manager? Good question. Good question. So I like, and I want to actually bring this up as well. You know, if you look at the act, right, a manager's responsibility isn't to procure fighter sponsorships. It isn't. It's to act in the best interest of the fighter to get him or her the best possible opportunities within boxing in terms of fights, purses, moving them along in the ratings. And often, and I've dealt with brand managers, and these brand managers are the people who are responsible for getting fighter sponsorships, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that the fight manager is responsible for getting the fighter sponsorships, and we're not. So often I've roped in brand managers who help get sponsors for my fighters and they take a percentage of whatever financial reward is for the sponsor for the fighter on a percentage basis. And I think that's fair, like a commission. But with regards to managing athletes, it's about relationships, working with various promoters to a point working with broadcasters because the promoters work with the broadcasters and then obviously building that brand for the fighter. My responsibility is to make sure the fighter's in tip-top shape gets the best possible deal, and is ready to fight and win his or her contest. So how much say does, or how much consultation is there with the fighter about a deal or about a a contract that is about to sign for a fight? So absolutely 110%, I'm totally transparent with my athlete. They come and sit in my office, I tell them exactly what's what, show them contracts, Um, I explain the situation, I explain the the splits. Again, you know, like I was listening to a lot of the stories earlier and, and what you were saying to me off air, you know, fighters signing two contracts and this and that, and they're not paid in, they're not paid in dollars. You know, so, so I'm totally transparent with my athletes. And I think, in fact, I know that's my success is that I'm transparent with my athletes. And how much say does the fighter get? Well, I'm not the one taking the punches, the fighters. So if the fighter says to me, Cole, I'm not happy with this fight. I'm not comfortable with the situation. Go and get me more money. It's my responsibility to fight to protect my fighter. And that's my responsibility that I take incredibly seriously. So I look for the best possible deal. I want my fighter to win. And and again, you know, I don't make the final decision. Like I'll give you an example. When Tekken Promotions offered me the step-aside fee, including the fee to fight the winner of Gonzalez Taraji for Heki Bada. Yeah. I thought straight away it was a great deal. Mm-hmm. But I said to Mr. Honda, I said, Mr. Honda, I'm happy with the deal, but I got to get my fighter's blessing. Mm. I picked up the phone and I said, Heki, this is what's being presented. And then everything was in writing on mail, which I showed Heki. I sent him the mails. Um, and then we made a decision collectively. 
I, I mean, obviously, he said to me, Uncle Cole, what do you think? And I was like, dude, it's a great, it's a great deal. But I wasn't going to make the decision without his blessing. Because in, fe- in effect, I work for my athletes. And that's where, where promoters, trainers, and managers need to understand. I don't, the fighter doesn't work for me. I work for my fighter. That, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the employee, right? So the more money the fighter makes, the more money the employee makes. But it's crazy, this industry, that it's one of the few industries, if probably the only industry, when the employee tells the employer what to do when they're getting ready for a contest or in the corner. But I work for the fighter. The fighter is the boss. So when you work for the fighter, then who decides on the splits then? On this, uh, on how to look. Split it's it's money. a standard split. Um, I set my fighters down early on in their careers because mm-hmm. a lot of fighters they turn pro and they don't they don't understand how how the trainer or the manager or how, how they make money. Um, so I, I it's very important that you you sit down and you explain to them because a lot of them are young and they don't know. Mm-hmm. And then so so there's a standard fee across the board here in South Africa, and that's pretty much how I operate and how I work. But again, you know, like with regards to. And I've heard some fighters talk over the years that they signed a contract and they didn't know how much they were getting and it was a blank contract. That's BS. I'm sorry. The fighter has a voice. The fighter has a right to know how much he or she's earning. And again, like I could never operate my business like that. No doubt management is clear and concise when it comes to those kind of terms and agreements. So are you saying, so, so if, you, if you enter into a deal for a fighter and let's say they're giving you 10,000 rand for the fight, do you get paid by the boxer? Correct. So the boxer pays the, the trainer, the manager, right? Does but, the boxer get that whole 10,000 rand and pay y- you? Y- yes, except here in South Africa, Boxing South Africa haven't allowed uh, a contract between the fighter and the manager where Boxing South Africa makes a deduction and pays directly into the manager or trainer's account. Oh. There is that... There is that um, mm. Uh, situation with authorization letters from Boxing South Africa because we've known over the years that fighters sometimes stiff the trainers and managers. Mm. Um, sometimes I sign it if it's big amounts. Uh, the fighters, I, and I sit them down, they read the contract, um, they're totally clear. It also, it's less admin for the fighter. And inevitably, when a fighter knows he, he or she's fighting for a thousand rand, they know they're pocketing 750 rand. Mm. So it's pretty clear. Um, when it comes to international fights and there's funding, uh, when, the, when, the, when the wire hits, um, I show all transactions to my fighter and I show them the, the, um, how, how the RAND dollar exchange works. Also, there's a bank charge fee and, and you know, it has to go, to the re- go through the reserve bank. So I'm very transparent when it comes to these things. I don't want ever fighters to say in 10 years' time, Oh, Colin Nathan took money from me, or he stole money from me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got well, fighters have one career in their lives. I carry on, but the fighter only has one bite of the apple, and they need to capitalize on a short career. Because let's be honest, boxing's there's not a long, a, a, there's not a lot of longevity for a fighter. 10, 15 years, 20 years, some fighters can go through, but it's a short career, and they need to make the most out of the careers. And I'm talking about financially as well. 
Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are talking now to a coach and manager, uh, Colin Nathan, just to get a better understanding as we've been doing over the past few weeks of how things work um, in uh, boxing and who works for who and who pays who uh, because the boxers feel that there is just not enough uh, for them here. In uh, there's, the, 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 there's not enough in this big pie for them and they feel that sometimes uh, they get the raw end of the deal. And there was also an... A statement made that stood out for a lot of people last week that some managers or some promoters will enter into a contract for an overseas fight in dollars, but when they come back, they pay their fighters in rands. Um, <laughs> does that happen? Um, I'm ge- I'm why guess- does it happen? I'm, guessing, it I'm guessing it does. Why does it happen? Those are questions I can't answer. I don't mm-hmm. know. So when you've taken a Sivanati Nunchinga to Mexico yeah, yeah. fighting for a title fight, obviously you sign the contract in dollars. Correct. When you come back, the money gets wired into your account. Correct. Then, like you said, do you pay him in dollars? Do you convert <laughs> that money into rents? Are there benefits pay- or are there advantages or disadvantages? Okay, so I can't pay him in dollars because mm. remember the money crosses over from the reserve bank into my rent. account into rents. Mm. But obviously, again, I tell them exactly what the the exchange rate was, mm. what the reserve bank, there's a small fee with, with the bank. Mm. Um, and then obviously I do... I do the EFTs, but when I get that contract or when I get the initial offer, I sit my fighter down in my office and I explain to him what the situation is in dollars. And then we work it out at that moment in time, what the conversion rate is. And Mm -hmm. I go, but again, the rand can be sometimes volatile as you know, and it Mm -hmm. can be It can fluctuate by rand or two here or there. But again, like I, and that's why when, when it does cross over tubs, it's very important that I tell the fighter what the exchange rate was mm. and what we, we, we got out of it. And again, I show the mails, show them, you know, the, the, um, the crossover, the texts and everything. And they're well aware of what's coming into the no doubt management account and what's going to them. Yeah, and I, and I think the statement that was made by our guest last week was that you will, that a promoter will sign maybe a, a contract for a hundred thousand US dollars and then come back and pay the box a hundred thousand rands. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> when, mean, when they signed for a hundred. So over the years, I've heard those stories. Um, again, I haven't seen it with my own eyes, mm. but I just, I just for the life of me, like promoters, trainers, and managers, they can carry on, but the fighter only has one career. Like I, I just. I could never live with myself, Tubbs, if, if I conducted myself in that kind of way in business. And when it comes to title fights, Colin, you've had numerous boxers obviously fighting for titles and being SA champions and all of that. What is the standard rate for, for an SA title fight? Yeah, I mean, look, that needs to be looked into. Uh, but, but again, not just from the boxer's perspective. I think from everyone's perspective, promoters need to promote. Fighters need a fight. Coaches need a coach. Managers need to manage. But I think fighters need to get paid well. I'm not saying spoil the fighters. I'm saying pay them well. Remember, every single fighter puts his or her life on the line when they step through the through those ropes. And they need to be compensated. So I know back in the day, an entry-level fighter could fight for 15, 20, 25,000 rands of challenge for South African title. A South African champion could defend. I heard recently last year that a, a South African champion defended for like 60,000. I know some champions got up to 100, 120, 150, um, and sometimes that's not 200. I think for a national championship and 200, 150, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. 
But again, you know, if a fight is only fighting once a year, that's not enough. And that's not fair. And that's where that's where the promoter come, needs to come in and say, I'm going to give that fighter three fights a year. So 450 grand for the year, minus 25% for trainer manager fees. Sponsorships, get a brand sponsor, get a brand manager involved to look for sponsors for, you, for your athletes. And then all of a sudden, it's a business. Fighters very rarely can make money at the prelim stage of the careers unless they've got really good sponsors on board. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll continue with the conversation after this. You're welcome to send us your voice notes on 061-4104-107 or call us on 086-000-2032. This is SAFM Sport. So, uh, kudos to Colin Nathan. Over the years, I've seen him, how he has worked with boxers. He's done a, a remarkable job. I want to find out from him, when they ask for funding from the government, what excuse do they give them for not funding them? Thank you, Captain Moose. Okay, thanks for that. And let's go to the lines. We've got Colin on the line and we've got Colin in studio. I now feel out of place. Colin from Cape Town, good evening. <laughs> good evening, Tabitha, and good evening, Colin, Nathan. You know, I was listening to your previous guest that you had. Uh, boxers must take responsibility. You know, many boxers, many boxers right around the world, they become young boxers. They aren't what I call university material. Some of them are dropouts from school and things like that, and they go into a quick buck and make money and things like that. Now your guest said that they should take responsibility. Who is more matured than a 19-year-old or a trainer of 40, 50 years old, promoter and a manager? I reckon they should take those boxes under their wings and explain everything to them. Take out the insurance, advise them, take out medical aids, advise them how to spend money. Good point. Good point there, Colin. And Colin, um, what do you make of the comment of Colin? But but um, Lebo Mahoku did say earlier on that boxers should stop playing victim and they should take more responsibility. And that's what Colin doesn't agree with. Okay, so f- firstly, let me go back to the guy who sent the voice note with regards to funding from governments. Mm-hmm. I don't work for government, type, so I, I can't answer that question. Mm. And I don't know. Um, with regards to what Colin says, he's, you know, and, and I, I agree with him. If fighters aren't educated, the managers should be well-versed with the act, well-versed with the business side of boxing, and they should sit their fighter down. They should never, ever put a contract in front of a fighter and make he or she sign it under duress. And what I mean by duress, putting a contract in front of you to be saying sign it mm. without you even having the right to look at it. Take the contract. If you have a friend, an uncle, a father, a cousin who's an attorney, or you know someone who's an attorney who could advise you, take a look at the contract. Let them take a look at the contract before signing it. If the, con- if the fighter feels comfortable with that manager, and I sit down with the fighter and I explain the contract that, that I'm well-versed with, and if the fighter doesn't have a problem signing it, sign it. But if the fighter wants to take that contract and have the attorney take a look at it, absolutely no problem. I won't sign a contract when it comes to my career 
without I have two boxing attorneys here in South Africa who'll take a look at the contracts. And both of them will say, if, if one says no, I'm not going to sign it. If both say yes, I'm going to sign the agreement. And they're acting in my interest and in my best interest for my career in boxing, not only in South Africa, but globally. And I think I encourage managers and coaches who, who are well-versed with their acting contracts within South Africa and boxing South Africa to educate their fighters. Because... Like I said to you at the beginning of this interview, yeah. a lot of fighters come to me and they don't know after they fight, they have to pay their trainer manager. Mm. They don't understand that. And what's that based on? Educating them. Talking about educating them, um, is it also then the role of a manager to also advise when these boxers have this, they've won a fight and you've got big money that you've never seen before? Is that also the role of a manager just to help with the management of funds? So I can advise, but I'm not a financial planner. Often we brought financial planners in and guys have actually approached me over the years. Um, I'd like to think that a lot of my fighters are responsible with their money. But again, I can't act as mommy or daddy when these are adults after the age of whatever, like 23, 24. But it gives me no bigger and greater feeling to know that a fighter takes a lot of money and builds them other house or invests in a property. Um, Tabisa, I'm not ashamed to say it and I'm proud to say that I made millionaires through boxing locally, not, not in dollars or pounds, but in rands. Um, and some of them weren't even world champions, but I'm proud of that fact that I made millionaires through, through the two fists. Um, uh, but to answer your question again, I, I, that's not my forte. I'm not a financial planner. But obviously, I've got contacts. But the fighter, that's where good leadership comes from, from a manager saying, here's your money, and here's what I suggest you do with it, or contact this person to be secure with your money when you finish with boxing. And these millionaires that, that, that you've made finally, I mean, would you say boxers look after their finances? Are you happy with how they've looked after this? Some do. Some do. Um, I don't want to mention names, but some guys have done really well with their money looking after it. Um, and obviously some fighters haven't. Um, again, you know, a lot of fighters like the flashy lifestyle, buying certain things, expensive cars. Uh, I'd like to think the fighters that I've really done well with, they, they, they live a good life. But I mean, do they drive around in a Ferrari parked outside my gym or when they retire? No. Okay. We're just going to have to leave it here only because of time, but there's a huge appetite for this conversation, Colin, and we'll keep it going and see who else we can bring. Maybe also Boxing South Africa, if they want to have a word and a say in this conversation, uh, we will bring them on. But it's eight o'clock. We really have to leave it here. Thank you for coming to studio and thank you for enlightening us. A lot of people have a lot of respect from you just judging by the comments. And we're going to leave with...